Section thirty three of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume ten. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume ten, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. L'envoi here end to my sorrow the labours of a quarter century and here i must perforce say with the poet's poet behold i see the haven nigh at hand to which i mean my weary course to bend veer the main sheet and bear up with the land the which afore is fairly to be kenned nothing of importance now indeed remains for me but briefly to estimate the character of my work and to take cordial leave of my readers thanking them for the interest they have accorded to these volumes and for enabling me thus successfully to complete the decade without pewter malice or over diffidence i would claim to have fulfilled the promise contained in my foreword the anthropological notes and notelets which not only illustrate and read between the lines of the text but assist the student of muslim life and of arabo-egyptian manners customs and language in a multitude of manners shunned by books form a repertory of eastern knowledge in its esoteric phase sexual as well as social to assert that such lore is unnecessary is to state as every traveller knows an absurdum few phenomena are more startling than the vision of a venerable infant who has lived half his long life in the midst of the wildest anthropological vagaries and monstrosities and yet who absolutely ignores all that india or burma enacts under his very eyes this is cross ignorance not the naive innocence of st francis who seeing a man and a maid in a dark corner raised his hands to heaven and thanked the lord that there was still in the world so much of christian charity against such lack of knowledge my notes are a protest and i may claim success despite the difficulty of the task a traveller familiar with syria and palestine her landberg writes la plume refuserait non service la langue serait insuffisante si celui qui connaît la vie de tous les jours des orientaux surtout des classes élevées voulait la dévoiler l'europe est bien loin d'en avoir la moindre idée in this matter i have done my best at a time too when the hapless english traveller is expected to write like a young lady for young ladies and never to notice what underlies the most superficial stratum and i also maintain that the free treatment of topics usually tabooed and held to be alecta unknown and unfitted for publicity will be a national benefit to an empire of opinion whose very bases and buttresses are a thorough knowledge by the rulers of the world men have been crowned with gold in the capital for lesser services rendered to the respublica that the work contains errors shortcomings and many elapses i am the first and foremost to declare yet in justice to myself i must also notice that the maculae are few and far between even the most unfriendly and interested critics have failed to point out an abnormal number of slips 
and before pronouncing the vos plaudite or as easterns more politely say i implore that my poor name may be raised aloft on the tongue of praise let me invoke the fair field and courteous favour which the persian poet expected from his readers veil it and fault thou find nor gibe nor jeer none may be found of faults and failings clear richard f burton Athenaeum club september thirty eighty six End of section 33. Recording by phone. End of the Book of the Thousand Nights and the Night, Volume 10, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton.